Okay, guys, um, I think we're ready to rock here. So let's get going. Um, welcome everybody to another episode of the SA Voice podcast. My name is Leighton. I'm one of the hosts and producers here. Today I am joined by uh, Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? Thanks for joining me. Thank you. My name is Jared. I'm a second year police foundation student and a resident advisor on the Kingston campus. Awesome. Welcome. Good to have you. And today's guest of honor, we're joined by Riley Gill. Riley Gill is a sales team lead with The Gathering in Calgary, Alberta, Forbes number one rated marketing conference on the planet. I've been a couple of times. I highly recommend you guys go. Riley, thanks for making yourself available, man, and welcome to the podcast. Man, thanks for thanks for having me. It's a, it's a real honor. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast, so you know it's a, it's a it's a real treat to be on here today, and uh, glad to be joined with Jared as well. Thank awesome, you. yeah, we have a lot of fun. It's a little bit of a different podcast format. We we record these ones over Zoom just to give our users, our viewers, excuse me, a visual component. Um, but, but Riley, thanks again for making yourself available. We're super excited to have you on. I know you have tons of knowledge about the business world and especially the marketing platforms that you guys use to kind of attract clients and stuff for the conference. Um, mm -hmm. So we're super excited to hear your insights on that, but uh, let's get into it. I know Jared has uh, some questions to fire off with for you. For sure. Yeah. So really, uh, how'd you get started in the industry? What made you like want to go into this industry particularly? Uh, great question. Um, and it's, it's quite funny because, um, you know, I never really thought of getting into the industry. Um, I wasn't planning on getting into it at all. I was super comfortable with, um, and thriving, you know, in my, in my current career at that time, which was uh, a product development manager for Canadian Tire. So I was doing a lot of the uh, in-house uh, product development and manufacturing um, for Canadian Tire, Sport Check, Sport Experts, and and loving every minute of it. Um, but at the same time, I was volunteering for the gathering for about five years. And after that fifth year, the the, the GM and director at the time, Brad Foster, uh, actually approached me at the event and you know had a great chat. He thought I'd do be a great fit and do well at the at the business development lead. Um, and so, you know, I, I took that back and really I had to think about it for a couple of weeks because one, my, my brother, my, one of my older brothers was the founder of the gathering and the chair. And, and two, again, like I was, I was loving what I was doing. So there's a lot of deliberation that went into it. Um, you know, my brother and I have been talking about working together for, you know, 10 plus years. There's been a lot of deliberation around that. Um, and secondly, you know, before I, I accepted a job like this, um, I wanted to have the freedom to start my other companies as well that I had in mind. So, um, you know, lots of negotiation and, uh, you know, it took probably two to three months of negotiation and, you know, I finally accepted and, you know, couldn't be happier. So that's kind of where I started and how I got into the industry. So. Nice. That's a, that's a cool thing. Did you have to uh, move locations to do this current job in Calgary? Uh, well, yeah. Like, I mean, I was working at the head office for Canadian Tire, um, but however, that was Canadian Tire had one of their head offices in Calgary at the time. So I didn't have to move cities. Um, but again, moving industries is completely, it's, a, it's scary, right? So um that was you know that was the biggest thing around that but uh definitely didn't have to move cities to 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 make that career change yeah that's good that's always key when people are making a career change if you have to make a city change as well definitely add some added stress 
for sure. Let's do it. So kudos to you, Pat. Um, so Riley, tell our viewers a little bit about what your current role in, uh, entails, uh, what you do on a daily basis, and some of the stuff that you absolutely love, uh, love about it, and maybe one or two things that, that isn't quite your favorite. Oh, okay. Well, good question. Um, I mean, I love everything about it. Um, but my current role is, is the business development team lead, um, where, you know, our team is responsible for bringing in $2 million in revenue between passes and partnerships. And so I'm at the forefront of that. And, and, uh, you know, also, you know, I'm, I'm responsible for curating the right audience as well. So, you know, between bringing in 1200, um, brand leaders from across the globe, um, you know, it's also my responsibility and, and uh, to, to bring in some of the right partners as well. Um, and, and so that's kind of, you know, the main objectives of my role. Um, and so I guess some of the, some of the things I don't enjoy is, is really um, probably the systems part of, of uh, owning, you know, the, the CRM tools that I have to use. I'm not really a systems or analytical guy. Um, but I, you know, it comes with the territory and, and that's one of the responsibilities. So I've, I've kind of learned to, to like it or to at least bear with it. Um, but, uh, that's kind of, yeah, that would, I would say that's kind of the, the main bulk of what my object objectives are. Sorry. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead there, Jared. Okay. So, uh, tell us about your company Woodborns and, uh, Sure. why and how you co-funded it because it seems like you took something you're really passionate about and you really liked and you found a way to have it make you money so tell us about that because that seems super cool yeah for sure and, and just to maybe correct you i i didn't co i didn't co-found um i am a co-owner um but the, the co-founder um actually got rolling back in 2013 his name is uh, josh rice um and he's still co-owner with myself and but you know the, the story really got going. It's a funny story, actually. Let me rewind because I grew up skateboarding. Um, I loved the culture. Um, you know, I had a ton of really close friends growing up. You know, that also loved it. And and so I've always actually wanted to own a either skate shop or a brand. And and so funny enough, you know, um, let me uh, fast forward again. So you know, Woodboard started in 2013. Um, you know, when founder and still part owner, Josh Rice was really salivating at the thought of kind of a smooth riding cruiser that would kind of shed the pesky size and weight of an industry dominated um, longboard. And so he got he got to work and, and you know, having a full time job, he, he didn't have a workshop workshop of his own. Um, he moonlit a, you know, at a local Vancouver woodshop and and started working and reworking this cruiser style shape. And, and, and it's really been a timeless shape for us. And you know, what started as a, an ode to simplicity and, and really unwillingness to cover up the natural woods. Um, we also paid homage to um, the 60s and 70s surf skate style scene. So, um, you know, so let's move forward a little bit. So that started in 2013. Um, in 2018, I ended up calling um, Josh and, and it's funny enough because I have a, I have a lengthy story of, you know, how I met Josh. Um, you know, you know, I grew up in Brockville, Ontario, um, but ended up moving out to Guelph, Ontario, actually at the, the ripe age of 16 or 17, somewhere in there, um, due to tragedy, tragedy actually. And, and one of my best friends at the time lost his brother at, uh, at 22. And so I actually picked up and left my parents' house 
moved to Guelph um, to spend time with my buddy at the time and, and still really good friend, uh, Jeff Seneschel. Um, but I made a ton of awesome friends, lifelong friends there. And, and one of those guys was, was Josh Rice. Um, and, and that's, you know, who started Woodboards in 2013. So I kept a close eye on Josh and, you know, I noticed in 2018 um, that his social status was kind of dropping or, or, you know, dropping off. And, and so I ended up calling him. I didn't hear much about Woodboards and I ended up calling him one day um, and just saying, you know, what was up? Like, you know, I, I shared my dream of, of, you know, once, you know, I shared my dream of owning a skateboard company or brand at that time and, and asked him kind of what was going on. And he said, man, like, you know, I love this. I love this brand. I just can't keep up with the demand. And, you know, that's kind of where it all began because, you know, he, he kind of lay, laid dormant for a bit. And I said, well, look, like I have the experience in, in product development in scaling out brands um, in, in manufacturing. And, and I, you know, I, I gave a promise to him. I said, look, like you give me half that company, I'm going to help scale out this company again and, and make it relevant in the industry again. And, and uh, you know, so far over the last year or so, um, you know, we've seen tremendous growth and, and almost like a rebirth. And, um, you know, even over the past four months, we've seen, um, you know, back to back to back to back record sales. So it's been an incredible ride. And, and um, you know, from there, we, we've, uh, you know, we, we brought on another partner who, who runs our creative side of the business, Devin Smith. Again, I met him in, in Guelph, Ontario as well during that year I was, I was there. And, and so, you know, we've, we've seen tremendous growth and um, yes, I love the, the skateboard industry and it's been amazing to, to be able to create some monetary value from it as well. And, and now, you know, as we continue to grow, uh, we've taken an elevated stance on sustainability, ensuring every board sold uh, results in another tree planted, um, actually going into um, force in Haiti, which we all know is a, you know, a very impoverished uh, country. And um, so we're actually almost up to 3000 trees planted now. And, um, you know, and we're continuing to grow on the operations side of wood boards where we've been able to hire out um, a social media and marketing consultant. Um, we're, we're, contracting out photographers and videographers so it's been nothing short of an incredible ride and and uh yeah from there um i'll just like you know quickly touch on you know um some growth from there is we 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 all partnered for you know for for wood boards but we actually ended up building another company called wheelhouse development um, that specializes in product development manufacturing sourcing um, and importing goods um, not just for skateboards but for other stuff now too so it's been a fun ride yeah that sounds awesome congratulations for that that takes uh it takes a large leap of faith to kind of go into business with people um and your friends especially uh, for sure but how how just for viewers and for for some information how how does the different difference feel to you in terms of working for a company compared to working for something you own and you're passionate about just describe the what that feels and looks like for our viewers for sure. I mean, well, first off, you know, we all still consider the gathering a startup. So there is a sense of ownership there. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of accountability and, and work that goes into it. And I really do treat the gathering as my own business as well. Um, you know, so I, I try to treat it with an entrepreneurial mindset and, and, you know, it's, it's done very well for me so far. And um, so I try not to, um, 
you know, separate the fact that I work for, you know, a corporation and that I have my own businesses. Um, I try to treat everything um, equally and, and, and go in with the same mindset with that. So, um, but again, there's, you know, I, I do come from, you know, uh, working with Canadian Tire and in that corporate world, there's, there's a ton of politics that go with it. And, um, you know, but there's, there's a lot to learn in the corporate world as well. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, of corporate world. I, 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 I find myself much more successful and, and loving my lifestyle more, um, mm -hmm. you know, treating, treating everything as it's my own. So that's kind of where, that's where my mindset is anyway. Yeah, no, that makes tons of sense. And I can definitely see why, why you would have that mindset. So let's rewind a little bit. I'd love to learn a little bit about uh, you as a person. So we know you love to skateboard. Sure. We know you're kind of an outdoorsy guy. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, obviously, you said you grew up in, in Brockville, but um, I know, and I'm just going to make a plug here, you seem to come from an amazingly successful family. I know your brothers have done quite amazing things in this world. Tell us a little bit about your brothers and your parents and how you kind of got your start in business. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so like I said earlier, um, we, you know, we grew up in, in Brockville, Ontario, just a small town um, southeast of Kingston, um, about 20,000 people. Um, you know, it's a, we definitely did not come from a wealthy family at all. Um, we lived in a small little townhouse, um, my two parents and my three older brothers and myself. So, uh, we, we, we grew up, um, you know, with the mindset of working hard and that's really where I learned a lot of my skills, um, and, and mindset really is, is through my parents and my older brothers. Um, you know, not only are they my brothers, they're my best friends and mentors as well. So, um, and, and man, my, my mom is still working at 70 years old. Um, my dad's semi-retired, but he still, you know, keeps busy with driving bus and getting out fishing and stuff. But, you know, that's where it all started in Brockville. And, and, you know, then I, like I mentioned before, I, I made that move early on to, uh, to Guelph, um, and made a lot of lifelong friends and even business partners out of it. Um, was there for a year. And then actually I ended up moving back to Brockville for a year to work at Procter and Gamble, um, to, to actually save up some cash, um, for college. And so I, I did that, um, worked at the factory in Brockville, Ontario for a year on the, uh, the Swiffer jet line and, uh, Swiffer duster line. And, uh, nice. and so, yeah. And then, so did that for a year and, and ended up uh, making the the decision to go to Algonquin College to take my small and medium enterprise management course, which was a two year diploma. Um, but after the first year, um, I was never a school guy anyway. But after the first year, I ended up getting a call from um, two of my brothers that have already that were already here in Calgary. So Rob and Ryan were already out here, and they called me after basically after my first year finished. Um, saying, look, man, you don't need school. Like, just get out here. I think they, I think they called it the land of opportunity at the time. Um, so anyways, I, 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 I dropped everything, moved out here with a hockey bag and, um, you know, and really have kind of went through a ton of industries and gained a lot of experience, um, while doing it. But, you know, I always had the, the dream in mind to, um, you know, be in the sports and retail, um, industry. So, you know, I, I moved out here at 20, got to work. I ended up 
getting a job at uh, Joey Tomatoes at Sh uh, in Chinook Center here in Calgary as an expo slash food runner and ended nice. up making my ended up making my way up to shift lead night manager in uh, within six months I think um, and so that's always been you know a big skill set of mine is really moving up in in uh, in companies um, and so did that um, I ended up losing that job for some some dumb reasons and um, uh, took a bartending job from there for six months you know didn't like it I needed to get out of the restaurant industry um, and so I think I was probably 22 or something at the time, 23. And um, I wanted to start traveling and stuff. So I, I just like, out of the blue, applied to WestJet, ended up getting a job there um, as a guest service ambassador. Uh, and then and then worked my way up to a customer service agent. So that's like boarding the flights and uh, and everything there. So I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, it wasn't great money, but again, like the travel was cheap. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, in order to, to, uh, you know, make some more money, I, I decided to, to get a second job while I was working at WestJet. So I, I got a job at Pitney Bowes, um, selling office solutions. Um, so that was kind of my, you know, nine to five by day job. And then I'd go work at the airport, um, at night. And so, you know, I, I, I really, again, like I learned, I learned this, you know, work ethic through my parents, through my older brothers, it's, it's always been ingrained in us, but, you know, just to work our ass off. And, and so did the two jobs thing for a while. And, you know, from there, uh, ended up, what did I do after that? I ended up getting a job at Jamin home selling new home sales. And, uh, so I was doing, yeah, in the new home sales market and industry, um, that was a wicked job, you know, made really good cash, but always in the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to start my journey of, you know, getting into the sports and retail market. And, and so I, you know, I was making six figures almost in that job, but I ended up dropping everything. I got bored of it. I said, you know, screw this. I'm going to just chase my dream. And so that's where it all kind of starts. And I, I took a massive risk and um, a huge hit on income. And, and I, I started working at sport check I just walked into sport check one day. I said, look, I, I want to chase my dream. Like, let's do this. And so I started at 26 doing that and making $14 an hour, I think, um, in a very expensive city and booming city. So that were, you know, those were some, that was a tough year to, to, to go through that much of a change in lifestyle, income, all that stuff. But, um, you know, I think after a year of that, I, I ended up make, I ended up finding an opportunity in, um, in head office for, um, uh, for Zanny group. So FDL sports. And so that's kind of where it all began for me. And, and, uh, you know, I got a job there as a production coordinator and then worked my way up into product development manager, um, you know, managing it, you know, some creative teams, um, manufacturers, um, and, and managing over 200 SKUs at that. So I was in like, you know, the, the outdoor and lifestyle, uh, category. So like camping gear, um, you know, tents, sleeping bags, all that stuff. And then, you know, finally got into doing um, some skateboards, um, some scooters, some inline skates, um, you know, all that fun stuff. So, you know, that was, that was truly another dream of mine is to kind of get to that um, spot in life. And, and uh, you know, I did that. And that was, that journey was, you know, from start to finish, I think the journey was eight plus years, I think eight and a half years. And so, yeah. And so that's kind of, you know, where I'm at now. And, um, 
you know, starting my own business and something like that. And, and also, you know, working at the gathering, it's, it's nothing short of incredible. And I love what I do and, and wouldn't change it for anything right now. So. And that's good. Yeah. So, sorry. Sorry to go on a little rant. No, there. I love no, it. <laughs> good. So you're obviously a really ambitious person, got a lot of things going on. So obviously organization has to be a good skill for you to have throughout your life. So for what sure. does your like yeah. morning and daily routine look like? And how do you form good habits to keep up with your organization? That's a good one because you know what? My, it's actually one thing that I'm kind of, I need some growth in and I need some, I need to find some routines because, you know, I'm a very social guy. Um, I'm very busy with work and um, personal life. So like my bedtimes vary. Um, and therefore so do my wake up times. Um, so that's something I'm working on. Um, and I'm going to get there. I know it. And, uh, you know, I have a, I have a really good, you know, girl in my life now that, uh, you know, hopefully can instill some, some, you know, a little bit more of a routine, um, which we, we are, we are starting to do. Um, so that's been great, but you know, over the past number of years, it's, it's been all over the map. Um, but you know, like the morning routine always starts with a shower. You got it. You can't, uh, you can't start the day without a shower and then getting the coffee and the, and the smoothie into you and then starting your day. And, um, but you're right. The organization is key, but, um, it's tough sometimes. Cause I think I, I have about six or seven different email addresses that I manage and, um, you know, different calendars and stuff like that. So, um, it's a little bit scatterbrained, I know, but, um, I, it seems to work for me right now. And, and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not a type of guy that misses appointments or misses phone calls. So it's, it's definitely a busy lifestyle, but you know, I wouldn't really have it any other way. So that's kind of, you know, I wish I was a little bit better in terms of having a better routine and, and a little more organized, but I'll get there. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's something everyone can work on. Like coming out of high mm. school, I thought my organization was good. Then the like the first week of college, I realized that like I really have to step it up right now if I want to keep yeah. up the group. For sure, man. It's uh it's tough, but you yeah. know it, it is important. I I understand the importance of it, and um, you know it's one thing to talk about it, so I just got to do it, and mm-hmm. and uh, so you know I'll, I'm gonna get there. I know I will for sure. Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. I think echo echo that i think that's something everybody needs to work on especially when you're in business business development even in school being organized and having a bit of routine is so important just to keep you on that same mindset but um let's talk a little bit about adversity um you've obviously gone through a lot of changes as you just described on your career journey a lot of personal hardships you took the income hit um, but in your, in your career and your path that you're doing right now, tell us a little bit about, um, what you do to kind of overcome adversity. So let's say you've got a super demanding client or, or a deadline somehow gets dropped by the team. How do you combat that? Is, is communication so key in, in those instances or how do you, how do you handle that? For sure, man. Um, and you know, even with the gathering, um, we're a lean machine. Like there's only three of us that run this thing full time. And, you know, it's a world-class event. And so, you know, there's lots of adversity, especially, you know, coming out of this pandemic, it's, it's, you know, there's been a lot of adversity there to overcome, but, you know, I look at it with a positive mindset and, you know, you know, no matter what the adversity is, there's always a solution. Um, you know, it's certainly a mental game when it comes to that. Um, but, you know, quite honestly, yes, 
communication is definitely key, especially when you're you know running events like that and, and you just have a small team. It's it's super important to to have those open lines at all times every day. Uh, but quite frankly, like you know, we don't miss deadlines. It's it's something that needs to you know needs to be a priority at all times and. Um, you know, they're in place for a reason. And, and uh, you know, if there's a deadline in your calendar, it's, it's up to you to, to hit those, uh, you know, in the best interest of your team, no matter what. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like in terms of adversity, it's especially with the gathering, right? Like, man, you, you know, you've been there, you know, and see what it takes to, to pull something off like this. Um, you got to be bold. Um, you got to make crazy decisions. Yeah. There's not a lot of um, decisions out there that are irreversible, right? So, you know, when you're running a business like that, it's, it's, you got to move quick and you got to be bold and, and just run with those decisions and, and not really, you know, hinder too much on, you know, whether or not you're going to go here or going to go here. It's like, you know, just do it. And, and if, if it's not going right, you know, you can, you can pivot again. And, you know, one of those, one of those pieces of adversity is, you know, we just released the date for 2021 uh, for the gathering. Um, so we're, you know, it's going to be April 19th to, to the 21st of 2021. We were the last conference to go in 2020 and we're hoping to be the first back. And so, you know, that's, those are bold decisions that you make and, and that's, there's probably going to be some adversity that, that comes with that decision. Um, you know, people are, are scared to travel, you know, a bulk of our audience is from the States or globally, you know, Brazil, Mexico, wherever it is. And, and so, you know, we just decided to go with it and run with it and, and uh, we're going to make it happen regardless, you know, whether, whether or not people are going to, whether or not the border is going to be open, whether or not people are going to be okay and, and feel safe traveling, but we're going to do our best to, to make everything happen. And, and so that, those are, you know, some examples of adversity to overcome there. Yeah, those are some good ones for sure. I know that, uh, the past two times I've been, it's been absolutely fantastic. So whether 2021 looks more virtual or it's or online, obviously there'll be social distancing measures in place. I know it will sure. still be a fantastic event and yeah. uh, I'll see you there, man. I'll definitely be there. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a lifer now. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. You're going to, so. you're going to, I mean, you're going to be in, you're moving to Calgary, aren't you? In uh, just a few months. Yeah, I think so. So I should be there representing Indelible, which is super exciting. Love it. So we'll be in the same building. So there's no way you're getting out of it. Yeah, it sounds good. Awesome. uh, Go ahead, Jared. Oh, perfect. perfect. Sorry about that. So you obviously were quite fortunate enough to go and work in several different business industries. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned about business and running a business or working for a business that you can share with some of the viewers today that are hoping to get into something similar to you? Great question, Jared. Um, you know, one thing I like to do always is, is always have goals written on paper or write a letter to yourself to, to keep your, yourself accountable. Um, I find that super important and, and super valuable. Um, you know, when it comes to, to meeting some goals that, you know, if there's any aspiring business leaders that are listening today, it's, you know, have those set in stone and, and something that you can work towards. Um, and so, you know, I think some other really valuable lessons I think that I've learned along the way is um, chase some of your fears, you know, like today, you know, I was you know a little bit nervous about doing this podcast. It's my first one ever, but 
a lot of growth comes from chasing those fears. Um, and I'll never say no to growth. Um, you know, life's a, life's a journey. And, uh, and I always want to continue on that path of growth. And, you know, oftentimes I use that Mamba mentality, um, you know, to better myself every day. And, and, you know, this is one of them where I'm pushing the limits today on, on being, um, fearless. And, um, so that's another thing that I've learned. Um, and, and I guess with that, you know, it's not, don't chase your weaknesses because we all have those weaknesses. Um, you know, but in business and in life, there's so much out there that you, you know, didn't really know existed or didn't know that could be a strength, um, that you could have in your repertoire. So, um, never be scared to try new things. And then, you know, I think lastly, probably the most important is work ethic. You know, it sounds simple, but it's not, it's something that is a craft that you need to work on every single day. Um, you know, there's a lot of sacrifices that come with working your ass off every single day. You know, you get tired. Um, you know, sometimes you lose touch with some close friends or family and, you know, that's never easy. Um, you hear a lot of no's, uh, in business. So, you know, again, like if you combat that with working your ass off and, and grinding away, a lot of gratitude and a lot of, um, reward comes from that because good things come from an awesome work ethic. And, and so I think that's some, some advice I would, I would, um, say that everybody needs and it's a craft that can be um, you know put together and it's not it doesn't come naturally it, it comes from grinding away so yeah I love that mindset and thank you for sharing that I think that's super important for our students who follow this podcast to hear is is chase your fears chase your dreams and you know college is a place where you're allowed to be comfortable you're allowed to fail there um, you know and there's a safety net but yeah. if you don't chase what makes you uncomfortable, you will not have any growth and you won't, you won't get to where you need and where you want to be. And I love that. So thank you for, for bringing that up because um, the people who are involved in the college can say it till we're blue in the face, but we need to hear it from people like mm -hmm. you who are living it every single day. So uh, sure. thank you for bringing that, that up. Um, so another question I got for you, man, you've touched on a few of them and I just want to delve into it a bit more, but um, if you could narrow down, um, what are some of the absolutely biggest lessons you've learned in business that you can share with us that would be beneficial to our business students? Um, I think maybe one other thing that I didn't touch on is, um, you know, if, you know, and if I could tell a younger self, um, some advice, I think it would be to chase those dreams much earlier than I actually did. Now, yeah, it took me a long time to get where I am. You know, I'm, I'm coming up on 35 now and um, there was a lot of detours in there. So, you know, I think there's, there's something in there that says, you know, if you have some, some, um, you know, some of those dreams, like just, just go get them much earlier. And it's, it's, uh, it sounds cliche. It, it sounds easy, but like, you know, when you get put into this, this, um, monster of, of business world and the business industry there's you know there's a lot of things that 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 come from that and a lot of growth that come from that and I think if you can get started earlier than I did you know I think that would be another piece of advice um, but yeah I think like you said I, I kind of touched on some of the other things um, in the previous question so you know I hope that answers some stuff is did that yeah. at all Layton I don't know Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely, we don't need to uh, re-go over stuff, but yeah, just, I love that. 
chase what you want because if you don't you'll never get it and you'll you know um one of the big things that i have taken to heart is we've all heard the the quote if you don't ask the answer will always be no right so that's something we got to chase you got to go after i know jared is going to be a fantastic police officer for us <laughs> one day and uh you know he he wanted that and he's going for it so kudos to him yeah, and, I, and I, I gain inspiration from working with students you know on a daily basis who who come to school and are focused and know what they want to do and, and to me that's that's what it means to be to be brave and be courageous and it takes a lot of strength to get there so you see it across mm. all different disciplines but it's yeah. uh it's awesome to see and hear that and i think people. yeah and, and just to touch on on it too you know i think a quote that i heard the other day and, and i think it's very relevant to to jared as well is 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 fear is a choice danger is not so choose to be fearless um, not to be, not to be fearful. So I think that, I think that really would resonate with you, Jared, obviously yeah. being in the police force industry, it's, uh, you know, you deal with a lot of danger day in and day out, but, you know, choose to be fearless, but smart at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. For sure. Uh, so Jared, I know there's a couple other there. Why don't you give them one or two more? Of course. So, uh, obviously it's very popular. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. They like the creativity. It gives you a lot of options. So with the students coming in from our business and marketing, what's one or two skills that you see that often students going into the entrepreneurial and business industry are lacking? Um, that's a good one. I think off the get-go that comes to mind first, it's, you know, I'd say the biggest thing that I've seen students um, is, you know, entering the business world is a lack of confidence. And you know, I also get that, like, confidence does come with experience, no doubt. Um, but listen up, man, like, school is so much different than the real world and, and the, the real business world. So, you know, all I can say there is be, be ready for the call. And, um, you know, I also see uh, a lot of students thinking that, you know, clocking in at nine and clocking out at five is, is okay. But, you know, I think that's bullshit. Um, you know, if, if you want to get noticed in the corporate world or if you're starting your own business, like you literally need to put in like 15, 16 hour days. And, you know, if you want to get noticed and, or you want to grow a company, that's what you got to do. And, you know, the, the, the clocking in at nine and clocking out at five is, is absolute nonsense. Um, and also, you know, the whole work smart, not hard. I also think that's bullshit. Because again, it, it touches on my, you know, my my uh, work ethic piece that I that I touched on not long ago. It's you have to work hard no matter where you're at, um, and if you want to see growth, you're you're gonna have to work at it always. And I touched on it again. It's like you want to be successful, like think Mamba mentality and and get better every day. And um, you know, that's really all I can say to that. So I have uh, one last question. So, yeah. Uh, Obviously, it's important to have connections in the world and it'll get you your foot in the door if whether it's an interview or just knowing the right people at the right time. In your opinion, what would be the best way to network yourself, to put yourself out there for other people to find you? Yeah, I think obviously, you know, social channels um, is one tool that we all use. Um, and, you know, when, when everything gets back to normal, hopefully in a couple months um, after this COVID-19 pandemic, I, you know, getting out to social events 
um, networking. You never know who you're going to run into. Um, I've been fortunate enough to, to work overseas and, and, you know, so, and now with, with the gathering and, and it being a global event, you know, I've had a, I've had a lot of really cool connections over the last number of years. And, and, you know, obviously LinkedIn's a great tool for that. I, I use LinkedIn a lot um, and Instagram when I can, I try to keep Instagram a little more on the personal side of things and, and LinkedIn on the business side of things, but man, yeah, just, just get out there, you know, put out content, don't be scared and, and, and uh, get, yeah, put yourself out there. And that's really all I can say to that. It's um, networking and, and getting your name out there um, is, is easy. You just got to go do it. Okay. And it's so Hopefully important that answers well. your question. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. It's so important as well to, especially in business, to be proficient at networking. Um, we've all heard the, the quote, it's not what you you know, it's who you know, especially in the world as it evolves. And uh, you're going to yeah. see so many fantastic opportunities for growth by who you're connected to rather than getting, you know, a 4.0 yeah. GPA. Yeah. And, and one other thing to add, I think I, I left out was, you know, go into relationships giving, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, in going in and leading with kindness, um, you know, so find out in a conversation how you can help them first, because for sure that comes back 10 times. Um, and so I think that's some of the, of the best um, advice I can give as well. So Ooh, uh, definitely, definitely lead with kindness always. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I definitely agree there, uh, Riley. Um, well, thank you. This has been absolutely fantastic. I think we've, uh, we've learned a lot about you. I will I'll give a shout out to Woodboards in the description of the awesome. YouTube thank channel. You. Uh, maybe we can get one or two of our students riding those this year. That'd be awesome sure. to kind of see that around this part of town. Um, but Riley, yeah. thanks. Before we let you go, man, really appreciate you making yourself available to us and our students. Uh, tons of mm -hmm. knowledge, tons of great messaging that we can gleam off you. So thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you guys. That's, uh, it means a lot to me. And um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we could um, do this together, uh, especially with it being my first time. And, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate your time. And again, Thank you for the call out on, on wood boards. Um, also, if anybody has product ideas and they want to get them to market, uh, I'm also your guy. So, you know, reach out and, um, you know, shoot me a line. And then of course, um, for the gathering, you know, you, you got to experience it and you don't really know the magic until you experience it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for that. So thanks again, guys. Um, have an awesome day and a great weekend. Great. Thank you, Riley. We'll sign off. Uh, thanks okay, for joining care, us guys. again.